Let's go! The 4 o'clock football frenzy. Hey, why you hit me so hard down there? Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The 4 o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. Raining, 37-yard line, fourth and three. A guy who goes for it on fourth down all the time. I know he's got a rookie quarterback, but Belichick's got to go for that. And this is not Monday morning, afternoon, evening quarterbacking. 90% of the people watching seeing Nick Folk trot onto the field for a 56-yarder. We're thinking this is insanity. And he came close, but in those conditions, come on, Willie. What, what happened to Belichick? What happened to Bel- Belichick Stones? He doesn't do stuff like that. They're in Tampa Bay. His stones left when Tom left. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what makes it easy to have stones when you have a Tom Brady? Well, yeah. I right? Mean, Riverboat gambler. Oh, I got Tom Brady. Although, although, Mac Jones. Although, eh, not going to really roll the dice that often. Definitely should have went for it. In that situation, as you just broke and this it down. is not I mean, it's not in hindsight. I'm t- come on, folks. As you're watching it, you're like, this is ludicrous. Yeah, it was. I, I don't. Uh, you know, when you when you have a team that's all of a sudden turned to gadget plays more times than not. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it's he's he was a, getting he was all adventurous throughout the game. Now all of a sudden, and and you know what's crazy is he's got a guy who was very reliable for the Raiders last year in that scheme. Nelson Aguilar, you know. Was Aguilar the one who caught the Jacoby Myers pass? They did a wide receiver option. I think it was Aguilar who caught it. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Did you think. The flea flicker, right? I've seen people, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Brady got lucky. Um, Brady did what Brady does. He got his team in a position to kick a game-winning field goal. Um, Brady did not get lucky. Go ahead. No, the the luck thing is is stupid. Uh, Do you think that Brady got too wrapped up in the emotion of the game before the field goal by taking back-to-back shots at the end zone, both to Antonio Brown? People are like, he got emotional because he wanted to stick it to Belichick. Oh, and Antonio Brown got screwed by the Patriots. He was going to try to help Antonio Brown. What do you think of those two plays? I thought that that's the defending Super Bowl champion that came out and kicked the crap out of Kansas City, and they went for it because he knows what he's capable of doing, that he's done during a successful career. It's what he's done all of his life. I thought, and I thought both passes, uh, the first pass, Brown Brown turned the wrong way. It was a perfect pass, you know, to back shoulder. And the the second one on third down, it was in Brown's hands. Yeah, the the one at the back of the end zone. Oh, beautiful pass. How He threaded that. Yep. So – Let's not start with the he got emotional, he you know, he got overzealous. He got bailed this out. is this is what he's been doing. He got bailed out after he lost and control he emotionally. Get, he what? didn't get lucky. This is what he does. When I saw that clock, I was like, <laughs> You gave him all this time, yep. you're giving the ball back to him. So yep. no. I mean Brady does what Brady does. I mean he he had to know what was coming. I think that that Belichick should have felt lucky, or he should have felt lucky that he had time left when he did. With what I think is, and I think we're going to get into, is one of the better rookie quarterbacks of this uh, of this crop. Well, before we talk about the young guy, yeah. I want to mention one other thing about the old guy. Uh, and while Belichick made a questionable move with the field goal from 56, as I said last week, as I said all last week, right, every interview spot we did talking about the lines, I kept saying the Patriots are the side in this game because Belichick will come up with something. Yeah. And he did. He 
was not going to allow Brady to kill him. No. So they gave up some running yards. Like, they gave up 115 on the ground, but it was like four and a half yards to carry. It wasn't a, a killer. So Belichick's game plan was brilliant. It kept, kept his team, which is still kind of developmental, in the game with a good team. And then there's Mac Jones. You thought Mac Jones was? I thought Mac Jones was well. I think he had a little bit of a coming out party because of everything that was wrapped up into this game. And it was the whole game was about Belichick versus Brady. And that's it. We didn't hear anything. Tonight, what are we talking about tonight? Herbert versus Carr. Which one is for real? Which one is the better quarterback? We didn't hear about Mac Jones. It was about Belichick defending Brady. Brady returning to, to uh, Foxborough. And I thought that Mac Jones handled it well. I think that he's playing fantastic football right now um you look at the the rookie quarterbacks and the ones that have played in four games mac jones trevor lawrence zach wilson justin fields mac jones is, has a 70 percent completion percentage he's throwing he's the only rookie quarterback to throw for a thousand yards thousand twelve yards average is 6.3 per, per completion he's averaging 253 yards per game i think he's getting it done He's doing the best he can for a franchise where you're you're the encore. You're the, you're the follow-up where, uh, act. Where are these guys going to be? Where is this rookie class going to be three years from now? Who's the best quarterback of the rookies? Oh, I think it'll be Mac Jones simply because of the franchise and the coach that he's playing for. I think, I think the environment, <laughs> I mean, we just got done talking about the environment in Jacksonville. So let's not start with Trevor Lawrence. And I don't I don't think that Trevor Lawrence in three years will be playing for Urban Meyer, whether that's at Jacksonville or whether that he's there. Um, and I think that uh, I think Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are a toss-up to be the second-best quarterback, depending on what the Jets can do. Oh, wow. But I think that Fields definitely will be in the starting position, and I think that he has a chance to probably be the second-best quarterback. But – if the Jets can surround Wilson with the with enough protection and some talent to balance things out, I think Wilson is talented enough, absolutely. So I think Mac Jones, far and above, though, will be the best of this crop. Based on what I've seen so far, my rankings in three years, Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two, Zach Wilson three, Trey Lance four, Mac Jones last. Really? Yep. Trevor Lawrence, huh? I, I, I thought Trevor Lawrence was – Head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, I think he'll survive whatever this Urban Meyer regime is. Uh, but what I saw yesterday, and I know, you know, back-to-back weeks, you're like, holy crap, Justin Fields is terrible. I told everyone last week, relax. The play of the week is the Bears. They were up 21 nothing. The Lions spit it up a lot. But I watched every throw Fields made yesterday, you know, afterwards. I wasn't sitting here fixated on that game. He made some really nice throws, man. He can push it down the yep. field. We know about his mobility. He uh, found some receivers in tight spots. Uh, he clearly likes Mooney because he was hooking up with him left and right. But, yeah, I still I like uh, Fields. I like his arm talent. Um, Zach Wilson, I, I, I think he's going to turn out to be pretty good. I, I still worry about Mac Jones. And maybe, you know, again, they haven't taken the leash off yet. But it worries me a little bit that much of what they do is underneath. It almost seems like they're running, you know, they're more efficient at running what they were last year for Cam Newton. Like, if there's going to be a point here somewhere, right, where they're going to start pushing it down the field, or are they not with Mac Jones? Or do they not trust him? Well, I think that they're being cautious. And that fourth and three spot th- last night, show some trust in the young man. Let's go. That part, you're right. I just think that they're, you know, they're being cautious at times. That part, that was overly cautious. But I think that they're trying to balance things up and not put too much on them. Plus, you got. The weather was not too great. That was not great. So, um, And on Trey Lance, 
I'm not rooting for anyone to get hurt, but I think that the Niners – well, one, Lance was hurt right before the season. That the Niners are going to have a little bit of trouble kind of saying, you know what, let's just rip the Band-Aid off here, rip the scab off. Not the Trey Lance's scab. But you get my point? Like, let's yeah. just do it. Jimmy G is limited in what he can do. Sure. Get Lance out there. Take your lumps now. And it, it, the problem isn't for the Niners is that their division is ridiculous. That is the best division in football. AFC West is very good. Yeah. I still don't believe the Broncos are great. I don't um, either. But they need to get Trey Lance out there. They're going to they're gonna have to take some hits. Get him going because that's where the upside is. So I'm, I'm still – I know, you know, all the records are out there. Oh, you know, whatever it was, 1-10 in 10 straight up and against the spread for these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. They all, they all still have tremendous promise. And even saying Mac Jones at five of the five guys, he looks like he, he's at least an NFL quarterback. You know, some, he can at least be somewhere in the 16 to 25 range, if not an upper half of the league quarterback. So, And of the guys that I named, remember I also – I prefaced – with my comment, I said of the guy, the rookies that have played in all four games. I didn't say so. That's a good point. Lance, Trey, Lance, Trace, yeah, you really Trey, haven't seen Davis Lance. Mills played in three. Wow. Um, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, talk about not I having talk about not having a fair shot. Poor no. Davis Mills, Jesus, and, yesterday against the Bills. And for as bad as that team is, and as as much options as they need, come on now. You know, I'm going to always pull for the local guy, but making Brevin Jordan, a, I want to know why he was inactive. I mean, you need somebody out there that's hungry that wants to succeed so i was a little shocked that they haven't given him much play one last thing on the patriots i thought the, the crowd reacted pretty nicely you know they, yeah. and they, they freaking love tom brady they were you know you're conflicted there you want to win the game but you I, love your guy yeah tom brady i love this headline today yeah because brady was also very uh i thought he was very gracious before Cordial, the game during the game yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a word uh tom brady doesn't rule out return to patriots in some capacity quote i'll always be part of this community no S. Really? Can I tell you how many times on the show, Willie, I said, Tom Brady, I I have no proof of this, Hmm. but there's no doubt in my mind, Tom Brady was taking 20% less in market value all those years because they were telling him behind the scenes, you have a job for life with us. Of course. You can be our director of fun, Tom, and show up three times a year, and you're going to get five mil a year for the next 25 years. We'll make up the money. And now I don't, I don't have specifics, but I just when I saw that today, I was like, yes, of course he's going to be back with the Patriots. Did you see him in? First of all, the 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 rift is is Belichick, Kraft and Brady are cool. That's what this new book is going to be about. That's what you know the previous stories three and four years ago is about. Belichick ain't going to be around the Patriots forever. Brady, you know when when uh, Bobby Kraft is is gone, and you know he's an old guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And his son Johnny takes over. Believe me, Jonathan Kraft will be like, holy crap, of course I'm going to honor what my dad said to you, and you can have whatever you want with us and whatever you know imaginary title. Yes, you are with us for life. Two words, two names, first name and last name, John Elway. It'll be the exact same thing. At some point in time, yeah. Tom Brady will come they back. They owe it to him. He'll run that franchise, and, you know, the guy took the short end on contracts for like eight straight years so that the, they could have money and finagle the salary cap, and look at how it worked out. Can I tell you one of my favorite parts of last night was the buildup, the commercial, Adele, the crowd, the hug, the whole thing. The second Brady took the field, booze. That was fantastic because the Patriots. Because then it was like, okay, fan base, it's time to it's time to win this game. 
Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. Mariota has an empty backfield. He'll take the snap back into the gun. Looks to the left. Now runs over to the right. Now going to take off for the corner. Can he make it? Wants dives. Got it. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Marcus Mariota dives into the end zone. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Willie Ramirez here at Cofield. Twin Peaks is the site. Mariota. Touchdown run there. Saved the day. Raiders didn't win the game back in December, but it was a 30-27 game. They fought back, got it to overtime. Chargers win it, again, 30-27. to On that day, Mariota, 226, a touchdown. Throwing, 9 for 88 on the ground with a touchdown. Jacobs played, 76 yards and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs is active tonight. Yes. Do we have inactives for this game for the Raiders? We do have inactives. Uh, defensive end, Malcolm Kuntz. Okay. Offensive tackle, Jackson Barton. Tight end Nick Bowers, defensive tackle Damian Square. So the most notable will be Kuntz. Sounds like Alec Ingold is available. All right. Um, everybody else, good to go. Um, you know, I think the most notable was what uh, Shelley had brought up, and uh, with the char- on the Charger side of the ball. All right, Shelley Smith as uh, Kenneth Murray out yep. and on IR now for the Chargers. All right, Vernon Fox knows this division well. He's a local, played in the NFL for the Broncos. And the Chargers. We got a rivalry spot tonight. Vernon's up with us with Willie and Steve. Vernon. What's up, Vern? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, good, good. Talk about knowing this division. So, Vernon, of course, let's catch catch the listeners up to speed real quick. Undrafted. Went to was invited to the Chargers camp and played his way onto the roster. Played with the Chargers a couple of years. Played with the then Washington Redskins, the Detroit Lions, and finished up with the Denver Broncos. So two of the four teams in the AFC West knows this rivalry well. I was a guest with my son for one of the Broncos Raiders games to see Vernon play. But Vernon, right now we're talking about Raiders and Chargers. Tell us about this rivalry and just the significance how each, because it's very unique when you've talked about the different teams you play for, when you play for the Redskins, how each individual game against the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, the individuality of those rivalries, what the the, the, the meaning of the Chargers-Raiders when those two get together? You know what? That game has always been just one of those kind of head-banging. You knew it was going to be a physical game, and I think the thing that made it um, you know, probably more notable was, was the fanfare because there was just a lot of trash talk. Um, I remember – whether they were coming to us in San Diego or us going to them in, in Oakland at the time, it was just crazy, man, what the atmosphere was like. You know, so fun to play in those games. Um, I still have memories of my very first Raiders-Chargers game. So it was my rookie year in '02, 2 and we go down there in the first one of the season. Um, I, I'll never forget because Jerry Rice was on the team at the time, and I, I remember just being awestruck of, of – playing against one of the, the greatest of all times. And um, I remember he got hit in the end zone, uh, helmet to helmet, Rodney Harrison. He ended up getting fined and had to sit out a game. So, I mean, that, that was just the atmosphere of what those games were like. That game went into overtime. And, uh, 
you know, a walk-off touchdown by LaDainian Tomlinson. And I'll never forget, he scored the touchdown. He kind of fell on his knees in the end zone. They started throwing bottles and everything. And we all just got up and ran out of the stadium, like kind of covering up. And it was, you know, getting booed. It was, it was, it was the best victory ever because of that atmosphere, man. So I, I remember those games, but they were always like that. And you've had some memorable moments yourself. Um, and I always enjoy seeing, I mean, I've seen pictures that you've showed me and then you know, since the since the rise of some of like Instagram, whatever, and some of the posts, um, some of the tackles you've made, some of the interceptions. Do you have a personal play, personal moment, personal anecdote that you can think of um, while you were with the Chargers, or maybe even with the Broncos? Uh, you know, just against the Raiders because of the fact that it was against the Raiders. Like you never fail to to text me when the Cowboys do something <laughs> wrong. So like when it was something with the Raiders for you personally. I mean, again, for me personally, I, I just think back to that rookie year. You know, I had a chance to play in the AFC West two times. And, you know, it was when I was with Denver, obviously, um, and then obviously in those first two seasons with the Chargers. And so, again, I looked forward to those games, you know, when we played against the Raiders. And I just go back to that rookie year. I mean, playing in that game, and I remember they had like the, you know, the field with the dirt out there because it was on the baseball field. And I, I hated playing in that because, I mean, you fall on that dirt, it's baseball dirt, legit. Uh, but I, I'll never forget at the end of that game, um, that, that game that I'm talking about where we played against them there, won in overtime. Um, Jerry Rice came over to me and uh, like kind of gave me one of those pats on the head. And, you know, everyone's kind of just dapping each other up and that type of thing right before we ran out of there because it just got kind of hostile. And he kind of tapped me on the head, and I turned around, and, man, I I was like a kid in the candy store. Like, you know, just imagine seeing, like, one of your childhood, you know, idols. And, uh, man, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. That that probably was more valuable to me than any plays I made against the Raiders or any, you know, highlight moments for me. That was just like, dude, this is Jerry Rice. So, And that was on the tail end of his career, so I was I – was, happy that I got that opportunity to experience that. Well, you talk about looking up to somebody. You played with David Carr at Fresno State, so obviously he's got to be a proud brother. We've seen him all training camp and and, and, and leading up to, to where we are now, talking about his brother. He's predicted that the Raiders are going to the playoffs. If I, I, I could be mistaken. I think he predicted the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl, but um, you've known Derek, and you know I, I don't want to say he's like a little brother, because I mean, but you've known him in the capacity of where you're in you know, an older player and, and watched him sort of grow as, as a former teammate's younger brother. What's been your impression with, since the Raiders got here, what they're doing this season? And, and you're, you, you know, when you came home from the NFL and you, you got the head coaching job at Faith Lutheran and you even told me, you said, man, I prayed on it. This is what I want to do. This is, you know, I want to be somewhat of a molder of young men. Um, and you've taken pride in giving back to this community in so many different capacities, whether it's been a high school football coach, a mentor, an ordained minister. Um, what the Raiders have somewhat done on the field to infuse the passion of the NFL to the local fan base, but also what they've done off the field in the community. They've, they've really staked themselves with a lot of the, um, with the, with the high school teams. Can you just talk a little bit about that? And then on top of it, the Derek Carr's role in that, because he's a man of faith like yourself. Yeah, no, man, it, it's it's been really awesome, um, you know, how they've kind of put their footprint on, on the community and in the city. Um, I know for a long time the Raiders got a bad rap, and I was I was probably one that, 
you know, had a difficult time embracing the Raiders because of my experiences being on the other side of the ball. But, you know, having them come to Vegas and, and just the way that they've jumped right in, like you said, you know, they've really embraced the city, um, really played an active role in youth sports in particular. And, uh, yeah, with all of the high schools, I mean, I, I know in particular two or three different high schools that they purchased helmets for, equipment, um, a lot of things, man. They really just came in and, and made their presence felt. And I think that's a great testament to the organization and, and just what they're doing in our city. And, yeah, Davis right at the forefront of that. Um, right before I left Faith Lutheran, I mean, he'd be on campus and bring players over there. They'd be out on the field just working out and, and really just digging their roots in the city. And um, I would expect nothing different from, you know, a man of his character and uh, integrity and, and, and the caliber of individual that he is. And, yeah, I've been around the Carr family for a long time. Um, my last two seasons we played against uh, – Bakersfield Christian, in which his brother was the head coach. David was actually the offensive coordinator. Their dad was on the staff. So I've stayed connected with the Carr family, and, and I'm really happy and proud of Derek. And you know what, Vernon? I, I want to bring some up, and I'm not going to throw somebody under the bus, but I will never forget when you took over the Faith Lutheran job, and that was brought up a lot. And, and, and a local media member, sort of, before he got to know you, said to me, and, and you'll remember this story, he said to me, is that is that for real? Like, you know, we see the pictures that he's posting and he's praying with the team. I said, look, man, you do not know Vernon Fox. I know Vernon Fox, and that is as real as it gets, man. He he is he is not a football coach first. He is a, he he is there for these young men, and yes, he uh, he doesn't just wear his faith on his sleeve as a facade. This is this is who Vernon is, and you know, you played a lot of the Christian hip hop over the loudspeaker at practices, and I hear that a lot about Derek Carr, like you know. Oh, is he just saying that every time he's asked a question, especially during adversity, well, I just rely on my faith or I turn to this, or, and it's always about his faith. You know better than anybody that that is not a facade. When it comes to Derek Carr and, as you said, the Carr family, how real, you know, tell the listeners just how real that is because this is his life. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's 100% authentic. Um, you know, one thing that, that's always – been a part of that connection I've had with the Carr family over the years is that that connection with our faith and uh it was no different when David was in school I mean he he was a man of faith and uh married at a young age you know back then I remember he and his wife um you know just being heavily active in the faith community and uh, yeah Derek Darren all those guys man they they really stand for something and it's it's 100% authentic. Like you say, they, they get it. it. It's not football first. It's not coaching. It's not being a player, but it's being, you know, a man of God and representing that in our character and our speech and the way you carry yourself and how you lead those around you. And uh, I'd I 100% vouch for, for Derek that, that that's real, man. I mean, he's active in the FCA community, um, you know, faith-based. He has his own, like, ministry objective. So, I mean, that stuff is 100% real. And if you watch them long enough, you'll see it. Getting ready for Chargers and Raiders. Uh, hometown hero, Vernon Fox, played for the Chargers, is on the horn with us. All right, we know Herbert is the head of the snake. The quarterback's a key position. But who do the Raiders have to stop tonight to get this victory? Is it Keenan Allen? Is it Mike Williams, who's now come alive? Or is it Austin Eckler? I think it's a three-headed monster, in all honesty, man. Um, you know, those, those big boys out on the outside you know, are tough to deal with. Um, and so the defensive backs have their hands full. But Austin Egler, man, he's a jitterbug. That dude runs around, and he does everything well, catches the ball out of the backfield. 
Um, obviously, they're creative with how they get the ball in his hands. Um, but I, I think the way that the, the team has just been playing lately, man, has been awesome. And I think the greatest thing is the way they've been finishing. So no matter what the game has been like throughout, they found a way to, you know, finish the job at the end of it. And so and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and expecting they'll come away 4-0. And this is crazy because I usually am 100% rooting for my former teams, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm becoming a hometown boy now with 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 the Raiders. Oh, but you won't. You'll, but but we'll never catch you cheering for the Cowboys. Never, absolutely not. So hey, hey, speaking of jitterbugs, let's talk about a personal note now. And I don't know this. Is this now? Are you coaching Trey or or are you are you a dad? Because this kid, I'm gonna tell you what. I, I, I you know I love you, bro. We I mean we I covered you in high school, and we become close. Okay, you were my son's religious sponsor. Now, now here's the deal, bro. Uh, you know, you have guys that are known in the NFL. You know their name or they're familiar. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard of him. But Trey might end up being like the star of the family because this kid's on both sides of the ball. He's picking balls off. He's scoring touchdowns. He's, he's uh, smacking kids. I mean, what is going on? Yeah, man, it, it's funny. Uh, here, here's a funny story is, yeah, I posted, you know, a recent highlight of one of his games. And this is his first year playing tackle. You know you've been around us forever. You know, he played flag from the time he was four, and, and I just wouldn't let him play tackle until I felt like he was ready and, and he was in the right program. He's at Faith Lutheran, so obviously he's in great hands with, with people I trust um, to pour into him in every way. And um, I, I don't coach. I'm just I'm just a dad, but I got, I got teased yesterday because I posted – video and someone uh they hit me back and they was like you have officially become that dad and and the funny thing is i I really feel like it because i'm always there and i'm I'm at the practices i'm filming and yeah i feel like i'm that dad but no man i just enjoy working with him individually and just you know keeping him encouraged and teaching him the game and teaching him to love it and to study it and to understand and and i'm seeing that translated in his performance and and just his attitude I'm, i'm really proud of him well, I really dug the highlight reel yesterday. The, the, the best part of it was the DB, the, the, the pick at the end of the video because as he backpedaled and stayed low, head up, it just reminded me of watching you when you worked with the DBs at Faith Luther and Vernon. We appreciate it. But listen, tell us what's going on with you as far as your motivational speaking, where people can find you because you're doing great things out there in the community. And I'm going to tell you right, if you've never heard Vernon speak and you need someone to come talk to your kids, your, your team, whatever it may be, or, or you need some ministry, um, where can people find you, Vernon, because you do some fantastic work? Yeah, man, I appreciate it, brother. Um, I'm, I'm really busy right now, um, and I'm grateful. You know, A lot of doors and opportunities, but I'm just coaching. I'm speaking. Um, I'm a certified life coach, and, uh, man, I will be a new author, like, within a week, man. So I'm super excited. You're the first person that got that exclusive information uh, my first book will be going on pre-sales um, probably next week. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on all media platforms at VernonFox3. Uh, VernonFox.com is undergoing some uh, surgery right now, and that will be up and going by the end of the month. So, man, I'm, I'm out there. Find me, and uh, I'd love to serve. Vernon, thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, V. There he is, Vernon right. Fox, a local guy, Cimarron High School, NFL, what, nine years. So. There's no state. Yep. Fresno State. Loves when they beat UNLV. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably didn't love what happened over the weekend down in Hawaii. Whew, no, Boy, Dick Hanner was a different guy, wasn't he? There goes that Heisman candidacy. 
That's how quickly it happened. Same thing for Matt Corral. You know, and I don't text him when his teams lose. I got to start texting. Exactly. Right? He's piling on. He's piling on when your teams are having a tough time. All right, on the way back, we got to bounce around the NFL a little more, get to what happened yesterday with the Jets and Titans. And, uh, ooh, uh, there wasn't an embrace, but did you see that look? That look between Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it was more than just a little bit of fun on the field. The phone lines are open. Join the conversation on Cofield and Company now by calling 702-364-1100 or tweet us at Cofield and Co. I have a lot of respect. I've watched him from afar for a long time. A lot of respect for him. I just enjoy the way that he talks about his players. I've had some friends play over there, and I just like his demeanor. I think he fits that uh, that Iron City perfectly. A lot of, a lot of respect. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Aaron Rodgers. A lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. If I was a complete scumbag... I would liken Ben Roethlisberger and his feelings as Tomlin and Rodgers are hitting each other to uh, how Shelly Myers felt over the weekend with Urban. But I'm not not that much of a dirtbag because that's real life. That's a real marriage. And I don't know what Urban was doing. I'm going to use it for the fifth time, canoodling over the weekend with some young lady. But, hey, that call was pretty interesting because we saw the – if you watch the the Lions and check that, the Packers and the Steelers, you saw – a little mm, strategic jockeying between uh, Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers. And then it went, it went viral on a quick video. Basically, uh, Rodgers got into one of those situations that he can always take advantage of where too many men on the field on the other side, quickly trying to run a free play, and Tomlin's like, timeout, 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 timeout. And then they kind of looked at each other like, touche. Yeah. Nice move, my friend. And it was one of the first things I thought of. I'm like, hey, Big Ben is probably done after this year. He should have been done after last year. And... Rodgers ain't going anywhere, right? I mean, he's going somewhere, but he ain't just going to go anywhere. He's going to go to a winning franchise. Steelers are kind of in that transition mode. Boy, Rodgers to the Steelers would be really interesting, and it sounds like he's pretty cool with a guy like Mike Tomlin. Well, and and what Rodgers wants is stability, and he wants a front office that sticks to its word. And let's not forget, Steve, in yours and my lifetime – there's been, what, three coaches of the Steelers? If I'm not mistaken, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. They hire somebody, and that's it. There's no wavering. They stick by their guns, and they stick with they, – they let their coach coach. And you know what? I've always said this about Mike Tomlin. He, does, he coaches the same philosophy as the ownership does with the coaches. He lets his coordinators do their job. The coordinators do their job uh, – let their unit coaches do their job. Very structured, and that's what Rodgers wants. It would be a seamless transition in terms of weather, right? Same type of field, same type of slop, if yep. you will. Somebody just walked in with a colorful bird on his shoulder. There you go. Um, a little parrot. A little parrot. Sure. Um, so, watch, the, watch the language, pal. <laughs> SEC. So, you know what these parrots are like. They start cussing. Of course. That's first words they teach them. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I – I, the, the, the the video. If you haven't seen the video, you you really do have to check it out because it's it is the the, the look that Rogers is encouraging with a smile. The other, but Tomlin just kind of looks over, gives him the nod with the smirk, and it, it's almost like an, an encouragement. It's a little more than okay. I see you. Um, yeah, uh, 
from green and gold to black and gold. So the scene down right now in L.A., we're not down there. No. We're, uh, we're doing Monday Night Football here in town. The scene down in L.A., you know, we've talked all week. Hell, Derek Carr talked about it, about the Raiders' home field feel because of all the L.A. Raider fans yeah. and folks from Northern California who will come down. Uh, you were just reading. I don't know if anyone posted a video on it. What was going on when, when Herbert came out versus when Derek Carr came out onto the field? Yeah, it was um, It was. Um, it's just a still picture. Joe Fan is the, is the person who tweeted it. It said, Justin Herbert serenaded by boos as he takes the field for warm-ups. A moment later, thunderous applause for Derek Carr. Still 50 minutes till kickoff, but Raiders fans are loud already here on the road. So all of the Raiders. And, uh, and the, yeah, the by, by the way, you got to correct that, though, because it's not really on the road. They've, they've got a significant two- or three-generation fan base who are right around that stadium. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, home game. Raiders are back. Right there in Inglewood, right? They, and you know what? I Do I feel bad for Herbert or some of the Charger players, you know, Brandon Staley, you know, because you don't know what you're signing up for. I mean, I guess I do a little bit, but you know I don't feel bad for at all? Dean Spanos. No, of course not. Bro, you're the one who wanted to, you know, you guys, you and Kroenke freaking snaked Mark Davis out of the L.A. market. Yep. The L.A. market is still a Raider market. Yep. And when they're down there every year, once a year, to play the Chargers and every so often to play the Rams, it's going to be a Raider home game. It's always You wanted this. Like you, you were, I mean, Listen, you know, Spanos' franchise value, like, freaking tripled, so – He'll be okay in the end, but tonight, like, what are you gonna do? You can't complain. Like, the one, the Charger fans are gonna be outnumbered. Two, I, in some ways, I think, you know, if you're a normal football fan and you don't want to get your ass kicked, and you, you know, you just want to enjoy a football game, you're probably like, is it worth it? I don't want to get screamed at the entire game by these guys in silver and black. Well, if that's what fuels this team, and that's what fueled this team, especially in uh, two overtime games in their own stadium then they'll, that'll definitely be the fuel for uh, tonight because it sounds as if it's, it's already, for warm-ups, it's already pro-Raiders. Did you notice the, uh, the it can be dangerous at times, yeah. the scary 1 o'clock changeover here around town. Um, if you're out and about, maybe you could get the, going back to the Steelers and the Packers game, maybe you get it on, but if you were just watching somewhere where they, you know, they don't know what they're doing with the TVs, Oh, or you're watching at home, you notice that CBS went to the Jets and Titans, which, yeah. I mean, is that a significant upset? Yes, because the Jets are probably not going to be a good team this year. Uh, that's going to be a debilitating loss for the Titans in the AFC. But, yeah, they went to that game, and it was a good ending to a game. Yeah. But I, but I also do understand, as a Jets fan, to ask anyone to have to watch the Jets for more than, like, five minutes instead of another game actually is kind of a punch in the gut. Well, I think they were trying to get the get – the, Well, you're covering the story. Yeah. It's a big story. It's a bad loss for the Titans. And, it's and a by, horrible and by loss the way, bad loss for, let's just say, us, the better. Because if you like teasers, yeah. come on. I, my, 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 on Titans Sunday, minus six if, and a if half. I, if I'm at home Boom. on Sundays, the, the station stays on the red zone. So I, I'm stuck on that. Ever since that thing came out, I'm, I love it. You know, you know what was great about that is at the, at the end, right, right before they go off the air, Huge, huge plug. I'm not going to name the sports book, but a huge plug at the end with the 
if you if you deposit this, you'll get a bonus. And I just laugh now because, and we've talked, you and I have talked about this. Is how many years ago were the NFL? Then their big statement oh was, my God. you know, were they going to London? They're going to whichever. The question was years and years ago. The question was, huh? what was that? What was his name? McCarthy. Would the NFL ever consider it an exhibition? Absolutely not. And it was all because of sports betting. Now the network. At the, end of, at the end of the red zone day before the night game, a, there's a big plug. If you put this much in a deposit, you'll, they'll, yep. they'll match this much. Blah, 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 so blah, watch blah. the games on Fox all weekend with the Fox bet, with them making their picks. And, oh, yeah. I mean, they are all in. Yeah. They're in the biz. Sure. sure. It's gotten crazy. You know, speaking of sports betting, I want to find out how you did this weekend. Man, Saturday for me was kick booty, and guess what? I didn't stick to my principles. I bet like a jackass on Sunday, and it all went bye-bye. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. All right, how do we do this weekend? Willie, I know you make a lot of picks. I'm not sure how much you bet. I bet. I don't bet a whole lot, but I bet. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, by the way, right now, three is the number on the game tonight. Chargers are favored, minus 120 on the Chargers side. The total, you got to shot this one. It's anywhere from 51.5 to 52.5. It looks like right now the the money and tickets are, uh, cash and tickets are basically split. A little bit in favor of the Chargers, like 52, 55%. So over the weekend... College football, yeah. I stuck to my guns. And you know what? I, I bet before the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't always bet on time, so I don't always get the best number, right? Mm-hmm. But I like dogs, and I like playing against freaking panic. You know what I mean? So, And I like playing against hype. So I was all over Cincinnati. I told you guys all last week. Since he against Notre Dame, Notre Dame's not getting up for every one of these games on this brutal schedule. And Cincinnati got the job done. I mean, that's a season maker for Cincinnati. Minus one and a half. Yeah. I got bombed. Nebraska 56-7 against Northwestern. I took Northwestern as the dog. But from there, I had Ohio State minus 15 against Rutgers. That couldn't have been easier. Yeah. Kansas State plus 11 and a half against Oklahoma. All right, so five and one in college. Then I bounce back. I talked about NFL liking the Bears, the Patriots, the Giants. I bet one of them. Right? So I get the Bears. I don't bet the others. I had a teaser I bet early in the week with the Jaguars and the Titans. Lost because of the Titans. And then a bunch of dopey in-game bets, which I, I'm actually decent at in-game, but yeah, yesterday was just brutal. Bucks in-game minus 2.5. Nope. Finishes at, what, 2. Loss. A couple of Rams in-game bets. They had no fight down the stretch. Loss, loss. And Broncos, second half, I'm like, hey, you know what? Drew Locke's a good comeback guy. They'll stay with the Ravens plus 7.5 in-game. Loss. So Anything significant on the teaser where you could have at least bet the other side? Of course. And you didn't? No. No, that's on I know. you. I know. My my. I used to do this back in the day. Was I would do a teaser to Monday night, and I would always tease the side that I did not like. Oh wow! So if I let's say I do a fourteen teaser for argument's sake, and I would tease the first three, the fourth one would be the Monday night side I did not like. That way, if I had the first few in. I would bet the side that I liked on Monday because I have no problem. But I'd bet that with confidence because I knew I was I liked that side, and then I would try to middle it. Um, but yeah, now for you know some of the sports betting websites that I do some writing for, 
some analysis here or there, some marketing for. Um, top play in college was Michigan State. Pushed with Charlotte. Lost with Texas San Antonio, UTSA uh, first half. NFL, my top play from day one when the Lions came out was Baltimore. I was all over Baltimore, talked about Baltimore. I talked about it with Adam on the show. I loved Baltimore because I thought that Denver yep. fraud di- did not play anybody. Yep, fraud. Um, like the Titans. I had the Browns, actually. Um, weird, weird game. Yeah, very <laughs> not, strange. Not, weird. Not, not what people Talk. expected. Definitely a weird game. So – um, pros, pros, pro picks were, were okay. You know, I, I lucked out with a, with a write up I did on the under Steelers Packers because it was forty four and a half, crept to forty five, landed on forty four. That really could have trickled over. Um, so so so. Told, but I, I had I had the late game going over. Lost that obviously. That was a and I didn't. I made the mistake of not looking up the weather. Didn't really think about that. I just was looking at the matchup. And I, you know what? I don't think the weather would have affected my opinion just based on the, the fact. plan, man. That's what Belichick wanted. He was yeah. going to drag it into the muck whether you know, there was muck or not. Right, and Brady's used to it. So, I, you know, but, uh, but the, my big play, I mean, like, you know, if I was going to put out some huge double max wager or if I was going to go put some money on it, I would have unloaded on the Ravens. Your Ravens against the Broncos. Yeah. So that Jets, uh, that win destroys, I'm sure, Tons of teasers around town. Not a good sign for the Titans. No. They, they can't throw the ball without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. I know it's the top two guys, but they just fall apart. And then, you know, it's like it wasn't worth it. You lose the game, and then you also drive Derrick Henry into the freaking ground with 33 yeah. carries. I mean, that, that was nuts. Um, by the way, now, so the rookie quarterbacks are starting to come back a little bit, right? They all showed a little better mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, what do you got on this game? What are you going to pick? You going Raiders plus? I do like the Raiders plus the points. Now, I'm a big half-point guy. I'm a big believer in you have to buy the half-point. If the, if the line's between three and four and a half, either side, you're, you're, if, you're, if you like the Chargers tonight, you have to buy the half-point down. I don't care what it's at, three minus 115, three minus 20, you buy the half-point down. You, it's, it, it, and here's the thing. I hear it from a lot of people, especially you know sports writers. I'm not going to pay that extra juice, blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen, if you bet baseball and you're betting favorites up to a buck 40, a buck 50 before you hit the run line, shut up and buy the half-point. Right. You know, um, and the same goes. This is a type of rivalry where, you know, it could come down to the end. And if you if you got the dog, why wouldn't you want to have the insurance? If you're laying 110 to win 100, you're laying 1100 to win a thousand, whatever it is. If you're paying 11 to 10. Just lay the tr- lay that extra dime to get that extra hook. So I, you know, I, I said on our you pick them contest. I said this at the start. Said this off the air. I, I picked the Raiders to win it. Um, I'm a little leery of that offensive line in Andre James, but what about you? Uh, I'm going Chargers, minus the three, and I don't have a play on the total because I could see it finish right around whatever it is, 51 and a half, 52. Love it over. Or 52 and a half. All right, Willie loves it over. All right, kickoff is coming up in about 20 minutes. If you want to hear the game, you want to hear the uh, pregame right before the game, go to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., or turn on Comp 92.3 right now. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas.